Hello everyone and welcome back to the Daily Register podcast. Uh, my name is Stuart Smith and it's been a long time coming. He's a hard man to track down, but I've finally done it. John Steele is on the podcast. John, how are you? Stuart, I'm very well. Thanks for thanks for having me on. I'm quite an easy man to find. I'm always in the same place. It's just uh, it's catching me while I'm uh, not in not in sort of deep sleep or you know that is passed out. That's the difficult, uh, difficult part. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um, you are a busy man. Um, busy enough to keep you from watching J two. I hope not. Um, well, I, I yeah, I don't I don't watch as much as I'd like. Uh, these days, but I, I do. I like to think I've got a nose, a nose for the league after years of watching, watching it for far too much. So I still think I can offer some, some insight that that, that might otherwise be, be lost. But no, I, I don't watch, um, don't watch as many games as I, I would like to. But at least, uh, at least one every couple of weeks. So uh, hopefully, hopefully I can provide some, some analysis. Yeah. What was the last game you went to live? Sorry to, to uh, slam you on this already with unscheduled that, questions, but that's right. This not, none, none of this was on was on the, the pre match pre match <laughs> huddle. But um, yeah, Jeff uh, Jeff versus Seanan uh, last uh, last last week last midweek two, oh. two midweeks ago. Yeah, and so. Jeff were Jeff were unlucky to lose that game, right? Uh, well, we, we might come on to this uh, later, but. Um, uh, only let's just say only Jeff could have could have contrived to lose that game. Oh, well, if that's yeah. if that's not a J two Kanto bites quote, only Jeff could lose that game. I think <laughs> that's perfect. Um, yeah, we well, just to let the listeners in on a little recording secret, we were planning to record this last week when I was in a an absolutely filthy mood. Um, because Gifu had just been beaten by Kamatamari Sanaki, but actually I'm in a much perkier mood now because uh, Gifu won at Jeff last Saturday night, but I'm sure we'll uh, we'll touch on both those clubs later on. But uh, John, why don't we start at the top? Um, I would like, yeah, I've got some questions and like we'll we'll take them in order. Um, we'll, I'll just go through the results, kind of relevant to the top of the league, um, just very very briefly. So, Sean and Belmare, they're current leaders uh, of G2. Um, they won on the road last week at Gunma, um, as kind of a lot of teams um, have made a habit of beating Gunma this year. We'll move on to Gunma as, as well later on in the podcast. Um, second place, uh, Avispa, um, Avispa Fukuoka drew 0-0 at home against Mito Hollyhock. And Nagoya Grampus, who were on a, a bit of a surge prior to last weekend, were beaten at home, I say at home, at their Toyota Stadium by Yokohama FC. John, um, it's been kind of a weird season for Nagoya. Um, I'm, I, I don't know if I'm in the minority of people or how, like, how great the share of people who... Um, kind of share my opinion on this, but I think Nagoya are, are the best team in this league. Um, um, I, I know they're not in the top two right now, but I think they will become the season's end. Um, they've just got their attack is so good, and like they, they they're finally starting, or they were starting to get it together. Um, um, maybe not at the back, <laughs> um, but certainly in midfield as well. Um, um, Nagoya, I think they're the best team in the league. What say you? Um, yeah, another little recording secret is that we um, we email each other questions that, that we think might come up or that we should think about uh, before the pod. Or to be more precise, you you email questions to me <laughs> and, I, and I try and answer them. One of the questions on the docket uh, tonight was, um, do you think Nagoya are the best team in the division? And uh, because I'm... Uh, uh, a difficult, you know, slippery man to pin down. I, I was thinking what you, what exactly you meant by team. Uh, whether you meant, is it the best eleven? Is it the hardest eleven to beat? You know, on the grass, or, uh, or is it the best squad in terms of players? Do they have the best resources? I, I think the points you mentioned about um, the embarrassment of riches in attack, for example. Um, yes, I, I think that there's no team that can match. Uh, I mean, the J1 teams that would, would be embarrassed with, with, with what they've got up front, I think. 
Um, so I, I think in terms of have they got the best squad? Yes. Um, there's, there's enough depth, there's enough quality to um, to easily get out of this this league, in my view. But um, yeah, like you said, the the attack's very potent, but the defence is uh, very shaky, as was evidenced in the game against Yokohama FC. Um, you know, shipping three goals in a home game isn't isn't what you need to be doing at this at this stage if you want to uh, get automatic promotion. So um, yeah, and we've we've seen this in the past with with a couple of teams that have come down. Is that when there's a big squad and a lot of good players, sometimes the, the, the manager hasn't quite got a handle on which is the best eleven to pick. Um, so in in terms of which team, if my if I was a J two fan, that the team that I'd hate to play against most is probably Shonan, um because they're just so rugged. Mm. Uh, even when you feel like you're beating them, you, you, you're probably going to end up losing the game, as, as Jeff found out uh, recently. But it, it, I think, yeah, when, when you come up against Nagoya and they click, then you, you, you're basically doomed that they're going to score four or five uh, and there's not much you can do. So I think uh, my roundabout answer is on their day, Nagoya are the best team in the division. I just don't know if, if they have their day often enough that you mm. can say they're out and out the, the best team. Mm. Um, uh, and I think, as you mentioned earlier, it's kind of uncharted territory for them to be in this position. Obviously, it's the first time they've ever been relegated from J1 into the second tier. So you just don't quite know how that pressure is going to play into the final the final stretch. Obviously, they're, they're up there in third at the moment. They've scored the most goals, but their defence is, is porous, to say the least. And you just wonder, it could go either way for me. They, they could win 10 in a row and be champions, or they could... They could wobble and end up um, somewhere in the playoffs. I don't know. What, what, what do you think? It was your it was your question. What, what, what do you think? Yeah, I think the um, <clears throat> the addition of um, Gabriel Xavier, who seems um, extraordinarily too good for this league, um, and as soon as as soon as they brought him in, he just kind of um, I think he just connected all their um, uh, attacking pieces. And they they look they look so smooth going forward, and um, I think yeah, like you said, on on their day, on their day, there, the if they do click, if they do uh, get things together, they will have no problem in sticking four, five, six, <laughs> even seven uh, past teams uh, at the back. Uh, yeah, I mean. Narazaki is still in goal. I thought they'd have replaced him by now. Like we could have, we could have been having this conversation for the last four or five years with Narazaki. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to stick with that. I like. I think they're the best team in the league. I think they'll. I think they'll be promoted. Um, it would just be a question of which of the current incumbent top two would um, would make way for them. And I think. Uh, you mentioned it just there that um, like Nagoya are good going forward, like Ropey at the back. It's kind of the opposite of Shonan Belmare, the current leaders. They're um, they're a different Belmare beast, uh, if I can put it that way, than the ones that we've seen in J two before. The uh, the previous J two incarnations of um, Shonan have been swashbuckling. They've been um, attack-minded, they've been stocked full of kind of um, exciting and electric playmakers and finishers. But this year, it's slightly different. They've um, they've only scored thirty-six in their thirty games, but they've only conceded twenty-one as well. They're kind of very, um, what's the word? Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, efficient, efficient, stoic, like, like that kind of. Uh, resilient. Resilient. There you go. There you go. I need my thesaurus in front of me. They're, um, but they're different. They're different from what we've seen before, aren't they? Uh, yes, I, I think that's fair. And I, I think for me that comes down to two factors. Number one, the sort of increased maturity or experience of the the coach, uh, Cho Kije. He's he's been the, the constant there. You know, from the last time they were in J two, um, he knows exactly what he's doing. Um, and I think he um, is, is more pragmatic in his approach now than, than perhaps he was the, the last time. And uh, I think to some extent, I don't have any hard evidence on this, but I, I feel like their playing budget is probably smaller now. Mm. 
Uh, I, I don't. I don't really. There aren't that many um, sort of uh, you know superstar players in the team, or there's no there's no bringing in any uh, foreign goalkeepers like uh, Alex Santana. You know, there, there doesn't seem to be the money there to, to, to do that for, for to everyone's relief. I think. Um, but you know, we, we talked about this before on the on previous uh, shows, J Talk podcast, where it's uh, what makes Japanese football. Uh, interesting to us sometimes is how c- coaching makes a difference. You know, mm. a lot of the clubs don't, don't have the money to go out and, and splash big money to, to to solve problems with the team. They they have to coach and adapt to, to what they've got. And I think you might see. Um, I think in Shonan's case, you, you've got one of the best managers in the division, certainly. Um, but he, he's also very good at adapting. Um, tactics to, to suit the players that are available, and I think um, if, if you're if you're forced to reduce your, your budget for players, which I think just looking at the squad and comparing to previous seasons seems to be the case at Shona, and then you, uh, I, I can't think of a better coach than someone like uh, Cho to actually actually carry that through. Um, so yeah, they're, they're they're pragmatic and they're resilient, like you said, but um, I, I, I think you, you can't you, you can't sort of mistake that for a lack of um, uh, a lack of uh, ability, a lack of quality, for want of another word. I think they 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 won a lot of games this season with with uh, kind of you know gas left in the tank, you mm. know, um, with something left left in the locker uh, and other other cliches. Um, I mean, just just looking at like you said, thirty six goals scored. But if you look at the table, um, well, they're eleven points uh, clear of, of third place, aren't they? Yeah. Um... You know, the, the the idea of Nagoya catching them is. Um, it's J two, so I wouldn't go as far as to say it's fanciful. But Shonan are going to have to implode in a, in a sort of a Jeff or, or Seretso, or dare I say Nagoya last season in J one type, type fashion to be caught. I think I think they're just too the coach is too wily. They've got too many good players, and they just had too good a season over the first thirty games. I can't see anything other than a top two. Top two finish for them. I can't mm. see anybody catching them. Okay. Well, yeah. Just mm. to add a a little bit of uh, meat onto the bones of what you just said there. Yeah. Their last game against Gunma, they were two 0 up after fifteen minutes. I mean, and the state that state that Gunma are in, um, they didn't they didn't need to probably get out of second gear for the rest of that that game. So yeah, they uh, they do enough to win games, which is kind of probably a lot more than. <laughs> Um, other teams do um, doing J2 so if you think Shonan are going up in the top two do you think Avispa Fukuoka will do as well um, I'm not sure you, 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 you've caught me there Avispa Fukuoka the team that I've, I've probably seen the least of out of the top um, the top half of the table I haven't had a chance to see them uh, in person this year and I, I don't think I've caught Many many of the full games live on TV, um, but yeah, I, I don't think they're as handily placed as uh, as Balmari. Obviously, they're, they're seven points behind them in the table. I think that could go either way. I, they might be able to cling on. They had a few disappointing results recently. Mm. Um, you know, the goals the, the, the goals don't, don't 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 seem to be flowing as freely just at the moment. Um, but again, they're, they're a strong side, and um, I don't know. I'm not sure. Honestly, for me, it's difficult to, to to sort of drive a wedge between uh, Fukuoka and, and Nagoya. I could see it going. I could see it going either way. I, I, it's hard to pick. I think Shonan will win the league, mm-hmm. and then uh, I think I'd have, as it stands, I'd have Fukuoka to finish second, and then Grampus to like crush crush everybody in the playoffs <laughs> and go up as well. Um, I, I imagine you perhaps go the other way. You'd have you'd have Nagoya and Shonan. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. With a, with apologies to Fukuoka supporting people who who might be listening to this, um, Fukuoka, I'm not. I know they're second in the league, but I'm just not convinced by them. Like I'm not convinced by Ihara as a coach just yet. I think he like, um, he's built a, uh, he's built a short term team. So if they don't get promoted this year, then I think they're going to have a few problems because they've got a very old, uh, a very old team. Um, uh, I'm not sure, um, uh, like the depth of their squad. I'm I'm not sure, kind of, um, like how deep they are with like young players or 
all that kind of thing. But you know, you've got people. I'm you. Well, I'm looking at the the people who've scored goals for them this year. You got Wellington, who's well, he must be approaching thirty now. You'd have thought. You got Daisuke Shizu. You got Jill Senior, Jogo. Um, there's you know the Koji Yamase is there as well. I think now, and um, there's a lot of kind of there's a lot of like the polite way would would be to say veteran players. So they've got um, they've got the experience and whatever. I know Yuichi Komano is there as well. There's another one who's just popped into my brain. Um, but I think yeah, it might work. But I think that Nagoya are the better, uh, are better than them. Um, I know Nagoya beat them three um, one uh, at Mizuho a couple of weeks ago. Obviously, Fukuoka won the the previous one um, uh, at the level mm. five. But I think I think this race will go all the way to the end. But mm. I think um, uh, yeah, I think Nagoya will will prevail. I think Nagoya will finish mm. in the top two. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I think I think I think that's a, you make a compelling argument for that. I think for me that this uh, you know the next few games just basically the month of September is a big one for Fukuoka because they've got that they haven't won any of the last three games. You know, two two defeats on the bounce and then a nil nil draw at home to Mito mm. uh, last weekend. But if you look at the September fixtures for them, they go away to Saniki uh, this weekend. Not a particularly intimidating match. Well, uh, well, you say that, but yeah. Sanaki have yeah. won the last five. Well, they right? won the oh, okay, okay, okay. I know well, that yeah, because I watched them beat Gifu. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I know uh, this how, thing. How did I know they'd be a Gifu? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, okay. Even taking that, taking that into consideration, you know, you, you're looking. I think the team that's aiming for automatic promotion is always always looking to pick up three points. Yeah. Um, at, at Sanaki, uh, and then they're home home to Ekime. Uh, then they're away at uh, Kumamoto, short trip, uh, not particularly uh, intimidating opponents. Uh, away, away at Gifu, uh, a game which I pass, pass no comment. Easy to then home to, Yam- yeah. home to Yamaguchi, again, not far to, uh, you know, kind of a local, almost a local derby in a sense, but uh, again, home game, struggling team. They could probably win four of those five in September. Mm. Um, but I think anything less than that, if they're sort of poor form from the second half of August uh, carries over into September, they might find Nagoya breathing breathing down their necks. Um, so yeah, I think September there's still still quite a few games to go. But I think September's a big one, especially for Fukuoka. If they come out with, if they only win two of those five, two of those five games in September, and Nagoya win, you know, all of theirs or most of theirs, and I think they might have switched places. Uh, you know, second and third might have changed places, and I think once if Nagoya build up ahead of steam, like you said, because they score so many goals, mm. might be hard, might be hard to overhaul them and catch them. Okay, so um, it's Shonan plus one for the uh, the automatic uh, promotion spots. Uh, we think okay. um, we'll take a look at the the playoff race because, as usual in J two, the playoff race is um, uh, more tightly crammed than a Tokyo subway train at rush hour. Cultural <laughs> reference there. You like that, don't you? Um, so, I'm, we're not going to go into too much detail about results and whatever, but Tokushima are in fourth on 51 points, and then you go all the way down to 13th. Um, Montedio Yamagata are in 13th on 43 points, which puts them six points off the playoff places. Um, in that group... We've got Tokushima, Nagasaki, Verdi, Yokohama, Matsumoto, Okayama, Oita, Mito, Jeff, and Yamagata. Um, never, never heard of him. Never heard of him. See, um, you can't comment on it. Um, out of those teams, obviously, you've probably seen Jeff, Verdi, and Yokohama um, a little bit more than the other teams. But um, which of those teams do you think are? Uh, you know, primed to make a sustained run at the playoff spots. It's very. Um, I think you, you, I've seen you answering a few uh, questions on Twitter about this, uh, about just the state of J two in general this year. It's very difficult to pick uh, runners and riders from from this specific group of teams. There's not a, not a lot to choose between. 
between them, in my view, it will it really will. It's a sort of answer, I suppose, but it really will come down to just who can handle the last uh, twelve matches mm. uh, the best. I think Tokushima have been up there for so long, mm. um, pretty much since the table was you know after not really worth looking at the league table until four or five, you know, six games, maybe even ten games into mm. the table. I think since since the first time I looked at the table seriously this season, Tokushima had been up there. Uh, and they impressed me because at one point, I can't remember when it was, but fairly early on, they, had a, they, they started to slip down. They had a wobble. They were kind of around ninth or tenth for a couple of weeks. And I kind of thought, oh, that's it. The bounce from the new... New Spanish managers gone now, mm. and uh, they'll, they'll be back to their sort of normal seventeenth uh, or eighteenth place. But they uh, they they confounded me, uh, as J two teams seem to enjoy doing, and that they, they they've held on to fourth place pretty comfortably. Um, I'm not sure how many weeks they've been in the in, in the playoff zone this season, but most surely you know spent seventy eight percent of the, the time in there. So I think they'll, and I hope they stick around because they're, they're certainly there on on merit. Mm. Um, fifty goals scored is only only nine less than uh, Nagoya. We've just been we've just been kind of um, waxing lyrical about their their potent attack. So I think credit credit where it's due to Tokushima. And uh, I think I'm a bit like used to. I like to see the unfashionable teams, um, you know, kind of giving giving the big boys a run for their money. Uh, and I think Tokushima definitely um, very stylish football this year, but basically an unfashionable sort of small small market team. Mm. Um, Na- Nagasaki is another another tricky one. Uh, in fifth because they've had this uh, sort of quite tumultuous season off the pitch mm, they have. with all, all sorts of finan- financial woes and uh, rumours that they were going to have to kind of uh, go into administration and things which uh, uh, hasn't come to fruition I think they seem to be on a uh, sort of more even keel at this point um, and, and that's had that kind of effect that you think you sometimes get them seemingly galvanising the, the players on the pitch mm. uh, to sort of perform very well but again I couldn't really tell you um, I'm not sure who the standout performer is for Nagasaki uh, this season. Um, y- y- you know, I don't really. I, I think that it's definitely more of a team effort there. They're one of the teams that I think could drop out. Uh, and then Verdi, another one, um, not the most consistent team. I think they've the danger they might run into is they've massively overachieved at, the, at this point. I think in terms of expectations before the season started. Uh, you know, appointing a coach who. Uh, we all we, we assumed was a kind of relegation specialist from the from the Spanish league. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, we, again uh, another example of us being made to made to silly. Um, yeah, so I think uh, I see Tokushima is probably sticking around. Uh, from the teams on the outside, I think Yokohama bringing in Leandro Dominguez was quite mm-hmm. a shrewd uh, move. Yeah, um, an operator who should really be. Uh, possibly, given his age and injury record, maybe he perhaps couldn't cut it in J1 anymore. But you know, kind of, he's certainly in that kind of Iba vein of being a kind of between J1 and J2 type player, if that makes sense. Mm, well, definitely, yeah. exactly the kind of player you need if, you, if you're going to try and get promoted, basically. Um, like like a, like a Wellington kind of player. A, a Wellington, yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, I would have said a Cristiano, but he's he's he's, he's left that group now, as we I read on top. He's, he's, he's graduated, yeah. Yeah, yes. Um, but I think that there are some there are some the one big hitter I think will make a push is probably Matsumoto. Mm. Um, they're in eighth at the moment, but that's that's only three. They're only three points off uh, Verdi in sixth, and they, they've got a superior goal difference. So I think if they they also have the advantage of uh, I'm, I'm kind of emphasising experience tonight, but I think they've been in this position a couple of times before, um, in, with the same coach as well, just like Shona. They, they've still yeah. got uh, sort of matches, so um, I can see Matsumoto making a, making it a push. Um, apart from that, I don't I don't really see. Um, I don't really see any other challenges. I mean, I think you, you went down to thirteenth with uh, Yamagata. I did, yeah. Uh, but... well, I think I think that, that's that's mathematically fair, um, given that they're only they're only six points off. But I, I don't I don't see them making up the ground. Um, Jeff, I don't I think I've got too much to do as well. Um, Mito won't meet the promotion requirements anyway because they this is their stadium. Uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't see um, 
I don't see them making it into the shake-up. I, I think that the top 10 that we've got now is probably going to be the top 10. I think my playoff picks at the moment would be Tokushima, Matsumoto, and uh, I'm, this, this, this is going to sound biased. I think it would be one of one of Verdi's uh, Yokohama or Nagasaki's mm. will will make it. I think. We well, see. Then, uh, you see. I wasn't. I wasn't going to ask you for a prediction. You just offered it up. Offered it up sacrificially. I do like that. Well, that's that's, well, that's good. My, my aim is to satisfy. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> don't tell me what to do. I'm the host on this. So, um, yeah. Before I get onto that, like this year in J two, um, not to get too down on it, but. It's not a very good year, I don't think. Um, the standard of football that I've seen um, is it's below um, it's below the standard that I've seen for the past kind of three or four years. Um, like last year, I think we were spoiled um, a little bit. We had uh, Consadoli playing really well, Shimizu Espos playing really well. Obviously, we had Serizawa Osaka, Matsumoto, Fagiano, Kremo playing some good football as well. This year, there seems to be a lot of um, yeah. There seems to be a lot of attritional teams, and uh, there doesn't seem to be that stardust like that that has been in J two. I know it's all relative with J two, um, but like I want to see Yokohama do well because they've got, like you said uh, just before, they've got players like Uba, players like the Andrew Dominguez, um, like teams, uh, even Verdi. They've got Alan Pinheiro. They've got some good players there. Nagasaki, uh, I mean, they've got Juanma, the, the Spanish forward, and they've got um, is it Keita Nakamura, Yukimura, but yeah, the, the standard of football in J2 this year probably hasn't been uh, as high um, as it has been in previous years. That being said, Tokushima do play some good stuff. Um, I think they'll stick around, and I think their manager, uh, Ricardo Rodriguez, has done a really good job considering um, he's come in um, uh, brand new to um, uh, an unfashionable team. I think I got not into trouble, but I called Tokushima a footballing backwater in my season preview, and then someone translated it into the Japanese, and apparently it did, yeah, apparently it didn't sound that good. And so, like, I, I had a little bit of a, a direct message session with a Tokushima spot. We we came to an agreement. Um, um, yeah, and it's all good in now. Terms, so, <laughs> in terms of the terms of the settlement to a confidential. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't. Yeah, yeah, I can't let people know that. Um, but I think they'll tell, stay tell there. Them, tell, tell them the first draft said shit hole, and then. Yeah. <laughs> God, I have to. I, do, I, do I have to put an explicit rating on this podcast? Oh, no, now? sorry. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, <laughs> um, but I think they'll stay there. I think they've got arguably the best player in the league, Daiki Watari. He's um. 17, 18 goals. I can't remember off the top of my head, but he's been a star for them this year. Um, um, they've got maybe not the attacking riches um, that Nagoya have got, but they've got some really, really good attacking uh, players. I really like Junya Osaki. I think he's a really good little oh. player. Um, they've oh. got a young kid on loan from Kashima who's born in, born in Gifu, uh, Taro Sugimoto. He's a really, really oh. good player for the future as well. So, um, I think they've got, um, yeah. I think they they've got every chance of sticking around there. The rest of them, I like I said, I hope Yokohama FC stay there because they've got some players that I like to watch. Um, Matsumoto, I'm, I'll be straight up. I'm bored of them. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. There's nothing exciting about them. they. They're like they're like a slightly stronger Okayama. They do nothing to, they do nothing to excite me. Um, yeah. So after that, like, honestly, I it, this sounds really bad. I don't really care. I don't really care who gets that that six spot. I, I'd quite like to see Verdi get it. To be perfectly honest, I mean they've invested in some kind of good attacking players. They um, they took a chance on a on a, a foreign manager. Um, who, like you said before, we we all thought 
he was coming in just to kind of do damage limitation, but they've they've done reasonably well so far. Um, yeah, I think um, yeah, I think I, I'd like Tokushima and Yokohama to be in there at some point. Um, after that, yeah, take your pick from whoever really. Like, um, Sorry, I think I think maybe the reason that you and I both seem to be gravitating uh, towards Tokushima, uh, Verdi, and Yokohama in this discussion is because they've um, all made interesting recruitment choices and imaginative ones. Yes, yes. And uh, one of one of the things that you get tired of uh, and jaded about watching J two for a while is um, a team that has three guys who were too old to play in J one three Brazilian players who were all at different clubs last season and will be at different clubs next season, one in defence, one in midfield and one up front. Uh, none of them doing anything particularly interesting. Uh, usually a bad goalkeeper and uh, a bench of very young players who might be good but are not really ready. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, that's, that's very, very harsh, but um, you know, I pay my money, so I'm yeah. but, um I think when it comes to Tokushima, uh, Verdi, and Yokohama, you, you look at some of the some of the the, the, the guys that have come in, and, and for Tokushima it's and, and Verdi, the, the manager, for example, um, bringing in sort of relatively unknown foreign managers with no experience. That's usually a sign that somebody in the front office has been like furiously stabbing the, the panic button. Yeah. Um, but, I, but I think Tokushima and Verdi, they obviously um, did their homework with with these guys. They, they knew what they were getting and they knew mm. there was a chance it could it could pay off. And what, what I'm a big fan of is teams trying something uh, different mm. rather than mm. the same thing again. Instead of saying, well, that, that, that uh, you know, 32-year-old Brazilian forward on loan didn't work, let's sign a different 32-year-old Brazilian <laughs> forward on loan. Oh, that hasn't worked. And it, it just gets kind of frustrating to watch. Just as when you're watching a game, seeing a player make the same mistake again yeah. and again is annoying. Uh, it gets annoying when you see the front office. This is this is why just to dive this is why FC Tokyo and J One are annoying me at the moment because I see them re- repeatedly signing the wrong players and, and letting the, the, the right ones leave. Um, but yeah, I think you, you kind of want the, the more imaginative decisions at these clubs to be, to be rewarded. And I think um, nobody knew who Iba was when Yokohama FC signed him. Mm. Everybody thought, oh, a, a Moroccan Norwegian futsal player. They've finally <laughs> gone, they've literally gone mental, they've gone mad. Uh, and he's turned out to be the, the, the guy's absolutely deadly, the guy's lethal. Mm. Um, and it, I think it's the same with, with um, yeah, the managers at, at, at Tokushima and at Verdi. So, yeah, good luck to him. I, I want to just very quickly mention on uh, uh, Daiki Watari, who I, I agree is um, a really good, a really good player and the, the, the focal point for. Uh, for Tokushima is so so important to the team that the, the Serbian forward they signed Nikola Asilic he can't ha- wasn't able to get any games I'm not even sure if he's still there uh, no um, he's he, he couldn't, uh, couldn't, couldn't get in the team no I think he's been released um, uh, yeah yeah uh, because yeah oh, what? Uh, I, I did read something about yeah I think he has been released yeah 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 uh, but I think I think um, I think for uh, for Daiki so he's one of these players where statistics He's one of these. He's fortunate in the sense he happens to have really good statistics as well. Uh, but he's one of these players when you have to actually watch him closely. Um, what the statistics can't tell you is how he takes two defenders with him everywhere he goes. Yeah, yeah. And it creates so much space for other players to do their thing. For the quick players like Osaki, like you mentioned, to get in and and do what they do best. So I think it's. Uh, yeah, I had this argument with countless players who there's some players that just don't have good stats, but they're actually really important. And good players. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, no, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I think I think Watu is one of those where he might have a season where he only scores ten goals, but he might have created, you know, hundred chances for teammates mm. just by virtue of this, this kind of big bustling presence that defenders uh, can't really can't really ignore. So um, yeah, I think he's a good player to watch if you want to if you want to kind of get an idea of why statistics aren't as important in football as they are in like baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, Watto is a, a good example because he he um, how can I put it? He does things that the stats can't can't. That's a really good slogan. Actually. He does things that the stats can't track. Can can as well? Is that probably another good another good example? Ah yes yes um, yes. Mm. Yeah, I agree completely. Yeah. Mm. Um, all right then. Well, <clears throat> enough of looking up. Uh, let's look down. Um, 
if you're of a Zasper Kusetsu Gunma persuasion, it might be time to uh, conveniently go and make yourself a cup of strong coffee because it's not going to be very good listening. Um, Gunma are bottom, and let's be honest, they're probably going to stay there um, for the remainder of this year. Um, they've taken 15 points from their opening is it 30 games. Have we played 30 games now, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, they've taken 15 points from 30 games. Um, they've got a goal difference of minus 38, as I look at it now. Um, there's a whole litany um, of problems there, John. I think there is, um, I think my friend and yours, Dan Olovitz, translated a, um, like a laundry list of, of problems at the club. Um, um, there's too many to go through, but... It's safe to say that all's not well. All's not yeah. well in Gunma, is it? I think yeah, that's that's true, and I think it's one of those cases where relegation is probably um, a good thing. Do you uh, think? And, and, and it, you know, because they're just, they're just in such a mess, they probably just need to go at it again from from scratch. I think in J three. Do you think relegation might finish them? Yeah, I, I think it's possible. Uh, I think a few years ago. Uh, I can't remember the name of the team, but there was a JFL team in Gunma that went that went bust. Uh, Tornan, Tornan Maibashi. Ah, yeah, yeah, um, Tornan Maibashi. They're in the uh, they're one of the Kanto leagues now, right? Yes, possibly. Yeah, but I, I think um, I think the thing about Gunma is possibly it, it, it was kind of having a team in Gunma might have been an ambitious idea in the first place when the J-League was kind of just starting out and perhaps not sure of how the expansion was going to go. Um, so I think originally even their stadium is in Maibashi, which originally wasn't one of, and I'm not sure if it is now, one of uh, Gunma's actual designated hometowns. One of one of the J-League rules is your home stadium has to be in one of your designated like, hometowns. Mm. Uh, but but Gunma, Gunma were given a special dispensation to play the games at Maibashi because there was no stadium in Kusatsu. That would that would meet the requirements. Um, so I think even even from that, that's just one that's just one anecdote. But it kind of illustrates the fact that the club has sort of kind of perhaps never been ready. Yeah. In in a way, and I think the J League and J Two has like morphed into this thing now, where I'm not sure if they can uh, not sure if they can quite keep pace. You know, it's a bit like your your dad coming with you to a rave because he used to go to raves, but then having to go home at sort of half ten. Because he's, you know, he hasn't put enough money in the, the car park in Mita or something. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just, I just think maybe they're a team now where, and I hope this is not true because I think they, they, they have very unique fans. You know, the girls with the uh, yes. I'm, I'm going to forget the the name. I don't even know the name. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? The kimono clads. Yeah, with they, they have those um, onsen boards, right? They have those wooden exactly. things. I, 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 that's what I call them. Mm, on some boards, on some yeah. boards that they weigh from side to side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think yeah, like I think it's just a case now that there are teams in J three who are hammering on the door yeah. to come into J two, and uh, a team like Gunma. In previous seasons, they've offered quite a lot, and they've they've knocked off some some scalps mm. um, in in league games. But I think this season they've offered almost nothing. And uh, I think some of the stuff in that, I'm not sure where that, even, the, that Twitter message actually came from. Was it from a fan? I think was it, it was. someone inside the club? What, it was, as far as I can remember it, it was from a fan, but it was incredibly mm. detailed. Like there was, but it, but it was things like the coach, uh, the, the coach does, does, like, does nothing in training, just leaves it all to the, like the, the physical coaches take the training sessions and the, the manager doesn't. Doesn't do anything. Sort of well, there's um, yeah, it was it was stuff like um, they can't fire the the manager because there's no other licensed coaches on the team, or yeah, on on the yeah. club staff, and so they don't have. And even if they did want to fire him, they don't have the money to fire him, and then they don't have the money to hire any. Because in Japan, if you want to be a manager, you have to have like is it, what is it, an S class license? C-class? Yeah, I think I think so. Something like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's there's things um, there's things like that which I mean, I I'm, obviously I don't watch Gunma enough to know if 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 that's kind of accurate or whatever. But just judging by what they put out on the pitch, I saw them. Um, 
I saw them when they came to Gifu. Was it? it must be two, three, four weeks ago. Four weeks ago, maybe last month. And they were they were all right actually, but they they suffered from bad goalkeeping. And I think uh, um, the goalkeepers on loan from somewhere where um, I I don't think they're being paid to play him, but I think a club has uh, said, "Look, take him and play him." And uh, then they had uh, they had, but they they had um, oh, who they have the big Korean who was done for missing a drugs test. Can't, Yes, I, I can't remember his name. Yes. No, that because I, I remember looking at him and thinking, God, he's a he's a decent player. Um, what's his name? Ah, Kwan Suil. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm. So they've got him, but yeah, they don't have a uh, they don't have much else. And um, like they conceded a goal direct from a corner, which kind of that's the kind of thing that happens when you're when you're not down and out, but you're kind of near the bottom and things are just not going for you. Um, yeah, I think they've lost something like, I, th- I think they've lost 12 out of the last 14. I don't think they've won since, I don't think they've won since May, to be quite honest. Um, I'm, I'm, I'll have to check that, but I'm pretty sure that's right. Um, yeah, I, I think another thing that's probably worth mentioning is a lot of uh, every every professional football club in the land has has issues. Yes, like yes. players players don't like each other, and players square up to each other in training, and they they have to be separated in the changing room after games that they've lost. It happens every single mm. club, and it, it sort of should happen because yeah. it's a pressure. You know, you paid to win and you paid to do well, so it's uh, it's really, uh, it, that kind of frustration is understandable. The difference is in Gunnar's cases when things are like this, that these kind of things come out into the into the media. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's a sign that maybe there are certain elements there that are not not pulling in the same direction. I mean, I, I'm not saying you're wrong about players being sort of. Uh, asked to play from other clubs or being forced to pick players, that, that, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that goes on. Mm. Uh, but one, one, once that's happening, it's like you, you're basically you're in big trouble, aren't you? In terms of actually getting a competitive team out. Yeah, which so, is yeah, they'll be in J three next season. I think. Uh, I think that's a yeah. I think back. I think that's the best case. <laughs> I think that's the best yeah. case scenario. For them. Just to put uh, just to put it in context, they're on fifteen points. Uh, in 22nd place, they're seven points behind uh, 21st place Yamaguchi, and they are 13 points behind 20th place Roasso Kumamoto. So they're um, depending on the clubs that finish in the top two in J3, um, they're at least kind of seven points from safety, and uh-huh. yeah, they're um, yeah. They're in trouble. They're in some severe trouble. Um, but slightly more positively, if we look at twenty first. <laughs> um, so one of the yeah one of the questions I sent to you was uh, was that uh, yeah I shouldn't I shouldn't have called it a race because that means people want to win the race. Um, but the race for twenty first. <laughs> um, so Yamaguchi are on are in twenty first. They're on twenty two points. Kumamoto are on 28, Sanaki are on 29, Kanazawa are on 30, and yeah, I'm going to put Gifu in this group. Uh, Gifu are on 34. Kyoto, as an aside, Kyoto deserve to be in this group. They are, they are a disgusting football team. I don't, I don't. Have, have you, have you seen them this year? They're a horrible team to watch. I've seen them twice, and they've got. What's his name? Tulio and Kevin Oris up front. You know, like you know when I, I don't. Obviously, we both used to play football back in the UK, like Sunday League or Sunday Morning. Like when you used to play against a team from the countryside who just stuck the biggest two players up front and they just used to kick the ball up to them. That's what Kyoto do now, and like I, yeah, I, I. I want to say I hate because that's far too negative. But I hated watching them when they played Gifu, and I'm I'm not giving anything away here. But I spoke to Cicinho, um Gifu's midfielder after after Gifu beat Kyoto 
and he just shook his head and he was like what was that team about what what did they do what was that and I just looked at him and I said I don't know I don't know it was rubbish like if we won that game um, they won it 3-2 it's pretty close in the end but Kyoto should be down there but they're not I think they're, they're they're safe, but yeah, I don't like Kyoto. I don't like Kyoto. The city is beautiful. Please go, but the team it's horrible. Um, I'm glad that I've got that off my chest. Um, so where was I? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> teams at the bottom of the league. Yeah. Um, so from Yamaguchi in 21st to Gifu in 17th, um, there's kind of not a lot to choose between them I'm biased here because I think Gifu are actually better than their points total that suggests they are but you've got Sanaki who are on a good run Kanazawa who a bit higher than I thought they would be at this point of the year Kumamoto as well they're always there or thereabouts in the end Yamaguchi their team just got kind of pillaged after their great season last year they lost a lot of their good players um and have had to rebuild with a, a foreign manager. They've got some foreign players in as well. Um, what do you see at the bottom of the table, John? Um, a, another fine mess. <laughs> um, I think, uh, I don't know, it's six points at the moment, isn't it, between Yamaguchi in 21st, Kumamoto in 20th, yes. as you said. Now, six points is not a lot when we're talking about the, the playoff group. Uh, but six points just start to seem like a chasm when when you're down at the bottom mm. and you've only won you've only won six out of thirty, uh, you, you know. So I, I'm just not sure. Um, I, I think there will still be some twists and turns to come, but I think Yamaguchi have got to uh, they've got to get some back to back wins from somewhere. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not going to be a, it's not going to be a competitive. Race. I think Kumamoto are a little bit better than twentieth place probably. Um, so I think I think they'll climb away from there and finish a little bit higher, um, probably to be replaced with uh, Kanazawa. I would imagine mm. um, they've got the worst goal difference, haven't they? Apart from apart from uh, Gunma, uh, yeah, so they're they minus, yeah. minus twenty three. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I see Gifu has been. Um, sorry about this. This jinx, jinxing too good, too good to go. Yeah, to go into the too good too. to go down. Too good, yeah. Play, play too too much attractive football. They do. I don't they... know if the football's been particularly effective, uh, considering they're in seventeenth again, Stuart. We should, we should have this conversation off air, I think. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, they're very attractive football. Yes. Uh, they'll probably bamboozle. They'll bamboozle opponents uh, with with mesmeric passing uh, to, to get to enough points. I think. Um, I think Kanazawa. Uh, Kamatamari have had that amazing, as you said, five five wins in a row. Is it? Yes, it is. You know, imagine if they hadn't had those, where they'd be. Well, um, they'd be bottom. Pretty grim, pretty grim picture. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, it would be, yeah, it would be grim. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if they can. I mean, they, they clearly are not going to sustain that. I mean, they've only won seven all season. Is that right? So they'd only won two of the first twenty. They'd won two of the first twenty-five matches. Is that right? Right. Let me let me just check my stats because I'm starting to doubt myself that they have won five. No, they have won five in a row. They beat Mito, Gunma, Yokohama, Gifu, Kanazawa. So they won two of the first twenty-five games. That's horrendous. <laughs> that's, um, that's relegation form. But well, yeah, but they've they've picked well, it up. No, yeah, they've picked it up well, recently. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. Basically, similarly, uh, similarly to the, the the playoff picture, I think it's difficult to choose between. I mean, basically, you're asking me of Kanazawa, Sanuki, uh, Kumamoto, and Yamaguchi, which which is the worst team. Uh, it's, it's a difficult one to call. A, yeah. You know? um, I would I would imagine Kumamoto will have just enough. Gifu will be okay. Uh, Kyoto, like you said, will will bore bore their way in both both meanings of yeah. the word to to sixteenth probably. Um, I think if I was a Kanazawa, Sanuki, or Yamaguchi supporter, I'd be very very concerned uh, about about the next twelve next twelve matches next three months. Yeah, you'd probably have your eyes on the promotion race in J three as well to a certain extent. I would mm, say as well. Very much, very much so. Yeah, you'd be relying on someone to, to do you a favour, perhaps. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's um, well as usual. 
it's usually it's tight down at the bottom, but there's a um, uh, there's a, a couple of gaps there, I suppose, between Gumma and Yamaguchi, and then Yamaguchi to Kumamoto. Um, but there's yeah, it's um, well, I mean, it's all up for grabs. You'd think um, um, for those teams that actually want to stay in J two. I mean, there's no yeah, there's no better time to kind of. Uh, get on board and um, to string some results together because, like uh, Sanaki have just showed, they are. Um, yeah, I mean, you can be in deep trouble one minute and then they're not safe, but they're a lot safer than kind of many people thought they they would have been. I, mm. I, think, I think something to watch for will be when when that Sanaki uh, run of victories eventually. Is, is halted how how they respond to that because teams at the top tend to lose one game and then go out and immediately win the next five in a row mm. uh, as a response when teams when it happens to teams of them that that confidence which is built up uh, you know dissipates much more quickly mm. so you know as I mentioned they're, they're hosting Fukuoka uh, this weekend Fukuoka in, in dire need of, of three points mm. uh, uh, for, for, for Dick lose that match their next game is against Kumamoto mm. uh, so if they if they can gather enough confidence to win that game against Kumamoto then I think they're looking they're looking good if if, if that if presuming they lose to Fukuoka if that sets them off on a slide again I mean the game after Kumamoto is against Shonan away yes. so they, they could be going from five straight wins to three straight losses and then suddenly it's uh, you know it's, uh, it's, all, it's all very complicated for them again yeah, it is. Um, well, that's J two in a nutshell, right? It can get complicated yeah. very, very quickly. <laughs> um, I just, I just wish it could be simple one year. Just, you know, just, just to give me a break. <laughs> just to have a fallow year in J two. I mean, that's I, what we need. I mean, yeah. one, one team to win all the games and already be champions, and one team to lose all the games and already be bottom, and then it would, it would at least then I'd only have 20, 20 teams to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, well. But I think possibly uh, from what we've spoken about, um, Sanaki versus Fukuoka is one of the top matches on the card this weekend. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think that that'd be the one as a as a neutral. I would be would be keen on watching. Mm. I think also um, Shonan host Yokohama FC this weekend. Mm. Uh, I mm. think. A big um, uh, what else? Um, oh yeah, Gifu against Dehime. It's the only game on a Sunday. Oh, check that out. The, that, all the other is games. That baseball, is that baseball related? Um, I don't know. No, there's some um, uh, there's some event on at the stadium on Saturday. Some kind of like prefecture athletics okay. event kind of thing. Um, or they just wanted to shift it into Sunday prime time. Mm. You you never mm. quite know really. Uh, Gifu mm. against Dehime. It's, it's a big game. Mm. So mm. I, I you know. You guys, you guys just have to be different, don't you? First, it's passing the ball to each other, and now it's playing on a Sunday when everyone else is playing on a Saturday. Absolutely, Spanish goalkeepers—it's all good. Yeah. I would, uh, I would throw out that um, Matsumoto versus Takashima looks like a good match as well. Uh, uh, that's right. Yeah, up at the um, Alwyn, Yeah. Yeah, I think three three points for Matsumoto there would um, would simultaneously annoy you and yes. propel them closer to the, the playoff positions. So. Uh, Maybe they'll just maybe they'll just pin this podcast up on the dressing room door. Say so it's just all the motivation that they need. This guy thinks you're boring. Yeah, that's right. Back backwater for the visitors and boring yeah. for the host. <laughs> I do. Do you know? What? I don't. I, I don't think of myself as controversial. I'm not a shock jock, but I've called oh. Matsumoto boring, Tokushima a backwater and Kyoto disgusting through the um, course of this this recording um, yeah. I, think, yeah. I think you better, you better protect your tweets so. <laughs> <laughs> be, yeah there'll be a lock on there'll be a lock on my uh, on my <laughs> yeah. only the chosen few can read my, my pearls of wisdom um, look at that. We look. We've we've hardly even discussed Jeff or Gifu, and I think it's probably best to leave it there uh, right now. Um, obviously, we are recording this on um, what is now Thursday morning. Um, I should say. Uh, obviously, 
Japan are playing Australia in the uh, World Cup qualifier later on tonight, as it is now. Um, one word answer, who's going to win? Uh, Japan. There you go. Good, good, good. But it'll be boring. <laughs> it'll be a boring, it'll be a boring game. <laughs> it'll be, be a boring game. I, I actually see it being a draw. I think it'll be 1-1. Draw. Yeah. That's pretty boring. It's, it's, yeah. too late to try and, it's too late to try and please listeners now. Yeah, 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 yeah. How do you see... Um, how do you see Japan anyway? I was, I was tweeting a little bit about this earlier, just my thoughts. Uh, it's, it's hard for me uh, personally to get too excited about the qualifiers because I'm a bit worried about what's going to happen in Russia uh, next summer. I'm just assuming, I'm I'm very confident Japan's going get, to get the job done in qualifying, but I just don't see, um, I don't think the team has enough of a kind of concept or identity to actually get out of the, the group stage. Mm. Unless they're given a very, very favourable draw next next summer, I actually think paradoxically, this is why the Nagoya question got me thinking. I think Japan have got a better pool of players to pick from than Australia do, but Australia just seem to put together a more. I, I don't know. Australia are like a more convincing team. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Uh, uh, interesting. Yeah, I think like I don't know like. I'm not a great fan of the Japanese national team. Like I'll watch them, but I don't really kind of study them in depth. But what I think is that, like, I'd like to see them slightly less rigid. I like to see Inui play. To be to be quite frank, like I think you need I think you need a, a little bit of kind of lightning uh, somewhere along along the attacking line. I think I think Osako is serviceable. I think Haraguchi is kind of he's good without being kind of very good. Um, Kagawa never seems to do it for the national team. He might do this time, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't put my. Um, I wouldn't put my my salary on it. Um, yeah, what I, think, what I find interesting about Kagawa is he obviously has got the ability to, to do it, but he, he's been given. I can't think of another player anywhere who's had. As many chances to do it as him, yeah. but not done it. Does that yeah. make sense? Oh uh, yeah, I uh, think I mean, some, I... some some players come into their national team and they get like twenty five minutes at the end of a friendly. Yeah, and if they get, if they don't do anything, the career's out, over. They, they yeah. never come back. Yeah, what about your man? Uh, Mini, is it Mini Minagawa? He yeah, played, <laughs> played up front once and then didn't do a particularly good job, and then he's like nobody. He's probably not even recognised in his own house at this point. <laughs> Uh, but Kagawa is given game time and appearances, and uh, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. We, I, I, when I talk about the Japanese national team, I always end up sounding uh, super negative, and I don't mean to. It's just I genuinely am worried when I see. I, I think Ange uh, Postacoglu is a really good fit for, for Australia in mm. terms of the, con- the concept and the way he transmit, transmits that to the players. But when I see Hala uh, Hodgetts like doing his thing in, his, in the technical area. Yeah. Um, I just, I just see. I, I, it's just a feeling I get, but I'm not sure him and the players really. I'm not sure the players really get what he wants them to do, and um, I'm not sure the qualifying group is that that difficult, really. Mm. Um, to be honest, and I think in the future, uh, when the World Cup gets expanded to, uh, is it 600 teams? Yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, the the, the, the qualifying is going to be um, really a, a non. Like Japan, the, the the good teams like Japan will have to be arranging like high quality friendlies all the time. Yeah. Because of the quality of the the qualifiers or the, the the there won't be much riding on the qualifiers. I don't think. So we, we we're firmly off topic. But, mm, uh, uh, I think we've gone well off yeah. topic. Well, that's alright. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I know, I, One I, last I question. Everyone enjoys the game. <laughs> yeah. One last question. If Japan lose, do you think Halil Hodzic will be fired? Before um, the Saudi Arabia game, Saudi Arabia, yeah. No, no, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I think they would only change after they know whether they're going to the World Cup or not. So either they, because they're guaranteed to finish at least third, aren't they, and go to the intercontinental? I playoff. think so. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's assume the absolute worst case: lose to Australia, lose to. Uh, is it is it UAE they're playing or Saudi Arabia? Saudi Arabia. Uh, okay, so it's possible they lose to Saudi Arabia. The record in the away game is not that good. Mm. Uh, 
Um, let's say they lose both and then they go to the Intercontinental playoff and they lose the playoff to the fourth place team from CONCACAF then I think they he'll resign. I think he'd <clears throat> he'd resign at that point, but they they'd have to fire him. I think. Mm. Um, I, I think they're going to change the manager anyway after mm. the qualifiers are finished. Yeah, um, I, I w- it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, uh, I just get that. I just get that feeling. He's he's, start, he's get, I'm getting the uh, Javier Aguirre, Aguirre feeling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that all too familiar feeling. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I think I think if they lose against Australia, I think he'll be gone on th- on Friday morning. I think. Um, I just don't. I don't. I don't know if Australia are going to come and try and win the game. That's that's what I think. I think they'll come and try and get try and get a draw. Well, there you go. Well, all will be revealed in roughly. I can't even bother to work it out. It's probably something like 18 hours from now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Um, anyway, John. Um, well, thanks for, for joining me. If uh, people don't know you or don't know where they can find your your musings, where can they find you? Let's, uh, let's keep it that way. No, I'm only kidding. Um, it's at, at J2CantoBytes on Twitter. Um, I, as you mentioned, I'm busy these days. So I don't get to post as much as I'd like to. I certainly don't get to write as much as I'd like to, but periodically I, I, I post, post things on there. So yeah, please, uh, please follow and, uh, and take a look. Thanks. Please follow him. Yes, yes, yes. And that's a wrap for this edition of the Register Pod. Um, I'd like to thank uh, John Steele for joining me. Um, I think last time I said there would be another pod next week. Um, I'm not going to make that mistake again. There'll be another one soon. Don't hold me to any kind of firm date, but there will be one coming soon. And I look forward to having your listenership again then. In the meantime, enjoy the Japan game tomorrow night and enjoy J2 at the weekend.